4: From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Mina Kim. Coming up on Forum, the year in podcasts. Gossip, niche sports, deep dive history, and of course, true crime. 2022's podcast landscape was endless and varied. So which ones did you binge or insist your friends listen to and why? Did a podcast open your mind, expand your world, or give you comfort? It's December, and yes, we're rounding up the best podcasts of 2022. Join us after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. That was Shameless Acquisition Target, one of Sky Pillsbury's favorite podcasts of 2022. Was it one of your favorite podcasts too? What did you listen to this year that you loved and why? You can tell us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at KQED Forum. You can email forum at kqed.org or call 866-733-6786. We're joined today by a panel of podcast lovers to hear about the shows that made them turn on their episode notifications this year. Skye Pillsbury is author of The Squeeze newsletter. Skye, welcome to Forum. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Glad to have you. Also back with us, Will Williams, CEO of Hug House Productions. Will, always glad to have you on.
3: Hi, so good to be back. Thank you.
4: And Ronald Young Jr. is with us of Oh, It's Big Ron Studios and host of Leaving the Theater podcast. Ronald, welcome to Forum.
2: Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here.
4: Well, let me start with you, Ronald. What is a podcast from this year that you really liked?
2: Oh, so this year, I really enjoyed Dead Eyes. Uh, Dead Eyes, and it's actually not one that started this year. It's one that actually ended this year. And uh, Dead Eyes is a podcast that follows uh, Connor Ratliff as he is on a journey of uh, self-realization. It turns out that In the early 2000s, he was cast in a show called Band of Brothers, which was on HBO, which was, of course, produced by Tom Hanks. And after being cast, he was fired from the show by Tom Hanks because he was told he has dead eyes. (laughs) And what follows is three seasons of of Connor talking with his friends. He's an improv actor and he does a lot of comedy. But talking with his friends, talking with ex-cast members from Band of Brothers, talking with directors, and all these creative folks in Hollywood, and what the show actually becomes is kind of this walk through what acting is, what performance means, and what happens when our dreams aren't realized, and other possible futures based on decisions that we've made and decisions that are made for us. It's a beautiful show. It's a narrative chat hybrid. I really enjoyed it, and sticking with it through the end was just a wonderful treat.
4: It was a beautiful show. What do you mean? What were some of the beautiful moments that that you remember? Or one?
2: I think one of my favorite parts of the show is listening to Connor. Kind of have this moment where he has the actor who actually played the role that he was fired from on the show. And he starts to examine this actor's path of life. He interviews this actor and examines their, their path of life. And he realizes that if he would have booked the role, there's no guarantee that his life would be wildly different. Because at the time, he thought the role was his big break. But he has this moment where he's like, I guess I didn't realize that if I would have done this show, I might not be where I am now and where I I am now. I'm pretty happy being. And it turns out this actor that he's working with, I don't think he acts as much as, uh, as Connor anymore. So he ha- kind of has this moment where he says, wow, so maybe this kind of happened for a reason. But it's a deeper reala- realization than just knowing that it happens for a reason. It's really him just having that confirmation that he's in the right place at the right time.
4: It must have been really cool also to listen to that side of Hollywood because you watch a lot of movies, right? That's what your podcast is about, leaving the theater?
2: Exactly. I watch a lot of movies and I got so much insight into the process of filmmaking and a lot of actors, producers, uh, directors, all talking frankly about what happens during this process. You know, for a lot of us, we see like a variety article that says so-and-so got cast and we just think that's the end of the story. And we get ready to see that blockbuster movie and we think that was it. And there's so many of these in between times of these actors waiting and, you know, kind of agonizing over the auditions that they did and getting ready for an audition. All of this happens during that period of time. And they, they kind of unpack all of that during this show. And I just ate it up. I binge listened through the whole thing and it was a uh, fantastic.
4: Wow. Dead eyes. Okay. Will Williams, I know you are steeped
3: in the world of fiction podcasts. So can you give us a fiction podcast recommendation? Absolutely. I've got such a weird one this year, and I am <laughs> thrilled about it. Uh, I have been loving The Goblet Wire. This mm-hmm. is a collaboration between some of the greats in fiction podcasting. We have Esther Ellis of Station Blue. We have Justin Hellstrom of The Great Chameleon War. And then Eli Barazza and Tozaman of The Whisper Forge. And in a sort of exquisite corpse style where one team handles an episode then passes it on to the next team, The Goblet Wire is... A fascinating exploration into a strange game that people are playing over the phone, modeled after old text-based RPGs. And there is something strange afoot. There is interplay between what's reality and what's not. The entire podcast mm. is so mysterious and so beautiful. It has this evocative tone that calls back to like 90s anime horror, things like Serial Experiments Lane and Perfect Blue. Um, There is a sort of analog horror style to it. So thinking of things like uh, The Blair Witch Project is probably the most prominent example. Um, But it's not scary in a way where there's gore or jump scares. It's nothing flashy. It is just this deeply mysterious, enticing, and unsettling vibe. I am obsessed with Mm. it.
4: And is that what you were looking for this year? Something that was deeply unsettling? (laughs)
3: Uh, I'm looking for it every year. My brand is kind of that my favorite media is something that makes me just desperately uncomfortable, and this is hitting that perfectly. Uh, But hearing it in audio is something special. Um, It's The Goblet Wire is something that really deserves and demands your full attention. It's not a podcast that you can listen to while doing other things. You have to sort of lay down, close your eyes and listen closely. And because of that, you're so focused on this one story and the soundscape um, that it really it works with that discomfort on such a different level than a lot of other media could.
4: Mm, sounds really immersive. Okay, yes. so the goblet wire. All right, well, Sky Pillsbury, we played that clip from one of your favorite podcasts of 2022, Shameless Acquisition Target, right at the top there. <laughs> Can you tell us about that podcast?
5: Yeah, I love that you played that song. That's actually original, uh, an original song written for the show. Um, I, I've actually interviewed the creator of this show, and she told me about that process. Her name is Laura Mayer, and she's a seasoned podcast producer. She's worked in the business for many years. She worked at WNYC and Sony Entertainment and um, a number of other companies that you've probably heard of. But she's never gotten the kind of big payday that she's seen many of her mostly male, mostly white peers enjoy. And so the stated goal of this show is to sell itself and all related (laughs) assets by the end of its run, which actually um, should happen later this month. Um, and, And so the what we do when we listen to the show is we follow her on this quest to figure out how do you sell a podcast? What makes a podcast valuable (laughs) and (laughs) which is very meta, but that is right up my alley. And so she talks to people throughout the industry, of course, but she also uh, reaches into some other corners. So she talks to Adam McKay who has uh, produced some podcasts, but he's most well-known of course, for producing Hollywood movies. And she talks to him about what's the process uh, behind that and what's that secret sauce that you need. And she even talks to contestants, former contestants on the show shark tank uh, who were rejected. And that TV show is where budding entrepreneurs pitch their company and they pitch it to a panel of venture capitalists and try to get a check by the end of the show. So she want to know what it was like to pitch yourself. What do you, what are you looking for? What are they looking for? So what I loved about the show was that it was hilarious. It's very, very funny, but it's also genuinely earnest. You get the feeling that there's real emotion behind this, that, Mm. you know, it's not really all a joke to her. You know, she, she worked really, really hard. She worked long hours, worked weekends and never really felt like she got rewarded for all of that effort. And I think that's something that comes through from the show and it's also something I think that a lot of us can relate to. And I think for that reason it's one of my one of my faves of the year. I love that the podcast
4: itself is a shameless
5: acquisition target. Yep. But yeah, it
4: does sound like you admired her quote unquote shamelessness. Why why was that something that really stood out to you?
5: Well, I think it's because in all of media, so podcasting, you know, radio, uh, TV, you name it, um, there does seem to be uh, an overwhelming number of 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 men, quite frankly. And I think that women don't always, um, they don't always just put themselves out there the way that they could. And I think Laura is going so, she is just going, you know, the wall on this one. She's putting it all out there. She embarrasses herself and, you know, every episode multiple times, just really just shamelessly trying to sell herself the way she's (laughs) seen her peers do. And I just think that that's refreshing. You know, I think that we, we all, you know, she's a, to me, she's someone to look up to. Like that's, I aspire uh, to be uh, that uh, front and center about myself um, as Laura is with this show.
4: Yeah. And you mentioned that it's overwhelmingly male. You're talking about the upper echelons. A lot of people, when they think of podcasts, they think, wow, there's such a broad range of hosts, mm-hmm. different perspectives, different topics, and so on. But but that at that level, sure, in terms of the production, hosting, maybe even editing, but are you talking about higher up?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that it is great that there is, you know, a lower barrier to entry and that there are different voices and people with different perspectives, women, et cetera, people of color able to come into this industry at a certain level. But I, you know, I actually wrote an issue of my newsletter about this very issue. It's called Class Photos. And what I did was I looked at seven different companies in the space. Um, who are producing podcasts so some of them were you know iHeartRadio who they do they're pretty close to podcasting they do radio but some of them were Apple companies like that and I tried to using LinkedIn and some company website pages tried to create their um, you know their uh, uh, org chart and it's overwhelmingly white and male at the at that level at the executive level
4: Interesting to learn more about the industry in that way, and also about some great podcasts that we need to check out as we go on road trips and have more time, hopefully downtime during the holidays. Sky Pillsbury, Ronald Young Jr., and Will Williams are with us, and so are you, our listeners. We'll hear your recommendations after the break. Stay with us. I'm Mina Kim. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim.
1: Two decades ago, I was fired by Tom Hanks. I had been cast in the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers in a very small speaking role. And then, the day before I was supposed to film my scenes, I was fired. The reason, I was told at the time, Tom Hanks has seen your audition tape and he's having second thoughts. He thinks you have dead eyes.
4: That's from the podcast podcast. Dead Eyes, which was mentioned by one of our panelists as a favorite podcast of 2022. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about podcasts this hour with Ronald Young Jr., audio producer and storyteller, senior producer and owner of Oh, It's Big Ron Studios, host of Leaving the Theater. Will Williams is with us, CEO of Hug House Productions. Sky Pillsbury, author of The Squeeze Newsletter, which reports on the podcast industry. And you, our listeners, are telling us what you have been listening to in 2022 that you have loved. Also, if you want to share what makes is a podcast great for you, uh, or what type of podcast you might be listening to that you'd love a recommendation for. I bet our guests would have those for you. Be sure when you tell us, especially if it's in a comment, what you're listening to and loved, tell us why. You can post that on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at KQED Forum. You can email forum at kqed.org, or you can call us at 866-733-6786. Brooke writes, the best new podcast I discovered this year is Vibe Check excellent and often laugh-out-loud funny commentary on current events from three very smart and informed queer folks. Eric writes, Kevin Jensen's Hacking Duchamp is a very interesting blend of art history and memoir. I confess that I do the music for much of it. Oh, thanks for that disclosure, Eric. You know, I'm wondering if Ronald... In looking at 2022, I know that people's podcast listening preferences are intensely personal. But do you think that you that there was something that a lot of listeners were looking for in 2022 that if you had to put your finger on an overall mood, what that would be?
2: I mean, it seems like people are are looking for a lot more shows that are easier to listen to than before. You know, like we we come from a generation of folks that were, and and when I talk about a generation of folks, I mean the current podcast listening generation. I don't mean uh, millennial or boomer or anything like that. <laughs> but the current crowd of folks that listen to podcasts, I feel like we all there was a, a a spike when everyone started listening to Serial, and after that, there was a huge appetite for true crime. And it seems like now that That kind of that appetite for true crime is high, but it's about steady right now. And I feel like I've been talking to a lot more folks about listening to chat, podcast chat interview, uh, and they've kind of like strayed away from from narrative like they're still listening to narrative, but it just seems like there's a a, there's an appetite for folks to listen to, you know, brainy and smart and witty folks just talk about fun things, you know, and I think that's what I've seen a lot. Most of the recommendations I've seen have been around those style of podcasts right now and they seem to be popular to make right now as well
4: is there a chat podcast that you would recommend or that you particularly fell in love with this year
2: Ooh, a specific chat podcast I like is <laughs> a show called see the thing is uh and it's from it's from these two ladies they Mandy B uh their names are Mandy B and uh Bridget Kelly and they really it, it kind of came out of the uh the hip-hop kind of hip-hop culture and they kind of like discuss a lot of music and a lot of things going on around black culture and hip-hop culture and I really enjoy them because they they brand themselves as great grown, honest, and slightly toxic. And it's really just two women talking about everything just very frankly and unfiltered in a way that you really don't get to hear uh, in podcasting much. And you know, there's there's over 2 million podcasts. So I'm sure there's a lot of shows out there with people talking like this on a podcast. But for one, for this to be two women and two, for them to be talking this frankly about men, themselves, uh, you know, politics and everything in between it's just, it's really refreshing. And sometimes I turn it on just because a lot of times I don't agree with what they're saying, but I just enjoy listening to people talk about it, if that makes any sense. And it kind of helps me craft my own opinion when it comes to having these types of conversations.
4: Nice. Well, let me go to caller Michael in Oakland. Hi, Michael, you're on.
2: Hi, um, I'm a colossal
1: long-term fan of The Drive. It's a podcast with longevity physician Peter Tia, where he spends a couple of hours in the episodes going into really deep dives on subjects, tools, and tactics around uh, what leads us to longer and healthier lives and how we can seize them for ourselves. Um, It's free of a lot of the Fad diet, pseudoscience, bro science, nonsense that dominates podcasts that are on that subject. Um, he's not really into dietary supplements. Uh, there's not a lot of secret magic diets. There's just a lot of really intelligent analysis, a lot of interviews with uh, scientists that are at the top of the field. Uh, And his own clinical experience, it's just a fantastic, if you really want to get a deep dive in these subjects and you're really passionate about this stuff, which he clearly is.
4: Mm. Well, Michael, thanks for that recommendation. Appreciate it. Uh, Another listener writes, I loved The Last Cup, La Ultima Copa. It is an NPR podcast that was absolutely fantastic. I've listened to it both in Spanish and English, and Jasmine Garz just captures Argentina and the struggle that is Messi's legacy. I am overwhelmed with how much I was engaged with it and cannot wait for the next episode. Valerie writes, Your Own Backyard, produced and narrated by Chris Lambert, this exceptional podcast dug into a decades-old cold case from my hometown, San Luis Obispo. It's about the disappearance and suspected murder of then-Cal Poly student Kristen Smart. Chris's independent research led to a series of witness interviews that resulted in the case being reopened and just recently concluded with a guilty verdict of the prime suspect. Fascinating from start to finish. And cathartic for so many. So true crime is showing up there in our wrecks as a mainstay, as Ronald was mentioning. Will Williams, can you hit us with another recommendation of yours? Particularly, I think you liked Articles of Interest, the new season of Articles of Interest. Tell us why.
3: Yeah, I actually think that this is a great companion piece for people who like true crime, but can't always find true crime that they feel ethically aligned with, we'll say. Um, Avery Truffleman is a podcasting legend. She's been around forever. She used to work for 99% Invisible. Um, Articles of Interest is about fashion and specifically, typically American fashion, but it's more than just, here's what are the new looks. It is taking something in fashion like jeans or uh, like Hawaiian shirts and going into their history, their cultural impact, and how we see them today. And This new season of Articles of Interest is actually all focused on one specific topic, which is preppy fashion, something (laughs) that uh, Avery says herself is very contentious and people have a lot of, uh, quote, baggage about, which I agree with. But (laughs) its lineage in American history is astounding. And the way that she breaks down its history and its impact is riveting. She is a master of taking a massive topic and laying out step-by-step step everything to get to where we are, it does feel at times a bit true-crimey. There's a, there's so much information to unpack. There's such mystery and intrigue. I never thought uh, I would feel this way about, like, <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch
4: <laughs> okay wait so give us one example of something that is so crazy about preppy fashion or or like that moment when you were saying this this has that sort of darkness or that intrigue
3: <laughs> yeah I mean I, I think just how prominent it's been for for so long it started uh, in the 1800s and now uh, Avery likes to suggest, It's so ubiquitous in American culture. We no longer call it preppy fashion. We call it basics. Basics. All right.
4: Let me go to some more recommendations. That sounds fascinating. Articles of interest, new season. All right. Another listener writes, The Flophouse is a bad movie podcast by two former Daily Show writers and a bar owner, all brilliant. They watch a bad movie and talk about it. It's made me love bad movies and look at all movies differently. I highly recommend it. You're wrong about Revisit's recent events in history and does an in-depth assessment of why popular Understanding dot it wrong. They made me reconsider my views on many maligned women of the '90s, and also have brilliant insights into things like why people are losing relatives to misinformation or why false news about human trafficking has been spreading. It's fun, thoughtful, empathetic, and insightful. Huh? Interesting. It's it, it's uh, things that. It's asking us to reconsider what we think we know, much like the preppy fashion,
3: <laughs> Williams, that you were talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, I also <laughs> love You're Wrong About. Highly recommend checking out their Princess Diana series. It's incredible.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about You're Wrong About. I have heard this, but I have not yet listened.
3: It's it's fascinating. It, it takes a look into moral panics and other media circuses from American pop culture. So things like Princess Diana, there's also... Um, a long series on the O.J. Simpson trial, one of my very favorite episodes that uh, made me, I think, cry more than once was the Anna Nicole Smith episode. They take something that has been discussed at length Mm -hmm. in American culture to the point where we can just kind of offhand reference it. But when we look at what was actually going on, we find that the ideas that we have culturally aren't usually very accurate and often are deeply unkind and rooted in a sort of uh, need for prosecution we seem to have in the States. Um, so for instance, looking at Anna Nicole Smith and the way that we discussed her um, culturally when she was just a woman trying to exist, um, it's it's really stunning uh, how much you realize you've been thinking about in, in a way that is unkind without even realizing it. I, I can't recommend this show enough.
4: Yeah, I think I remember seeing headlines actually coming out of what was learned in that podcast. Um, speaking of headlines, Sky Pillsbury, The Trojan
5: Horse Affair made your list. Tell us about that podcast and why. Yeah, so this comes from Serial Productions, and I was riveted by this show. It's co-hosted by Hamza Sayed, he's a young journalist from the UK, and Brian Reed, who some of your listeners may remember he was the host and creator of S-Town, uh, which came out a few years back. When the show begins, uh, we we find out how it came to be. Hamza is, tells the story of pitching Brian on trying to solve a mystery, essentially. So this is actually also sort of true crime adjacent, at least. Trying to figure out who sent a letter to a councilman in the city of Birmingham in the UK back in 2014. The letter warned against an Islamic conspiracy to infiltrate schools in the region and it created a panic. Uh, but it was later found to be a hoax. That doesn't ruin the podcast. You know that right up front. Uh, But the letter itself exploded sort of into national politics in the UK and resulted in some really negative stuff. Uh, There had been a positive movement towards integrating immigrants into schools there. And the letter and the panic that ensued ended up, uh, you know, creating laws that stopped that positive movement. Um, So Hamza, who he's a British Pakistani Muslim himself, he grew up there. He saw this all play out and has been very... Uh, frustrated with the outcome, he convinces Brian to come on a journey with him to get to the bottom of who wrote the letter. Um, It's years later, and there were a lot of headlines at the time, but it sort of died down. But the story that they go on is, I mean, it's full of twists and turns. There's fascinating people that they meet along the way. I mean, everything you would sort of expect from from a quest or a journey like this. But another reason that I really loved it is that it's it's about their relationship as well, Hamza and Brian. Hamza's fresh out of journalism school. Brian is a more seasoned reporter, and they talk a lot about the act of journalism. And what's, uh, what does it mean to be objective in journalism? Do you have to be objective in journalism? When is it okay or is it ever okay to be passionate about what you're reporting on? Mm-hmm. And that debate was just so compelling. I, I, I couldn't stop listening. Yeah. It sounds like a really interesting
4: conversation around journalism ethics that um, I could listen to as well. Well, thanks for I recommend for that. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and thanks, listeners, for all the recommendations you're giving. I just want to make sure that our listeners know that we're compiling the podcast recommendations that are aired today on our show on our webpage, org slash forum. And of course, listeners, you can share what you're listening to in 2022, uh, something that you, you loved. And um, if you want to tell us why you loved it, what made it great for you, please do. And if you want some recommendations on podcasts to listen to that you're not hearing reflected in the suggestions here, feel free to tell us what you are looking for at 866-733-6786. Reese in Oakland, do you have a recommendation?
1: Yeah, hi. Um, I have been really loving a podcast called Normal Gossip this year. It is kind of the opposite of these like very... <laughs> um more heavy journalistic pursuits uh you know celebrity gossip is interesting because it's celebrities people we all know normal gossip is just people um writing in to Kelsey McKinney who hosts the podcast with this like their stories of normal gossip um and it's juicy it's hilarious it's so lighthearted and so funny she anonymizes everything nobody gets hurt it's all just like very funny and witty and hilarious stories about everyday life.
0: Um, And it's really
1: gotten me through 2022. And she has guests coming on and they talk about gossip as a concept, gossip as a historical um, tool for spreading information, gossip as like a mechanism for safety in some communities. So they really go into the theory of gossip, and then they get into some really hilarious stories, too.
4: (laughs) Well, Reese, thanks for that. Ronald Young, I have seen Normal Gossip on a lot of lists as being one of of the great podcasts. And you're a fan, too, right?
2: Normal Gossip is a gem of a (laughs) podcast. I... You know, and I, I actually kind of appreciate It's always nice when there's something that's popular that you kind of don't pay attention to until there's a lot of it to either listen to or watch. And this was a show that I did. I heard it when it came out. I heard a little bit of it. And I said, I'll, go, I'll get back to this. And I wasn't able to loop back around to it until they were in the middle of their second season. So I had all of this show to listen to. So I binged through it uh, this summer. And I... Really, really enjoy this show. The listener nailed down a lot of the details. I would say, like for more specifics, there are gossip stories that they explain in here that us as listeners immediately start engaging in our engaging in our own version, our own argument ourselves. Like, this is what I would do if I was in this situation, or this is how I feel about that. And I really, <laughs> really, really, really enjoy it. Uh, there's there's just like one conflict between two sets of neighbors in which they're trying to befriend their neighbors. And then it kind of turns into this bit of a debacle. And like, should we talk to them? Should we not? Our walls are paper thin. We can hear everything they're doing. And they just kind of like weave this tale of what's happening between these two sets of neighbors. It's, it's just the, the story picking on there is just incredible. It's a great show.
4: Yeah, I, I love that you're saying that the, the host puts out sort of what would you do, which is an immediately engaging thing to do for listeners. But I'm also struck with how Reese says um, one of the things that they liked about it is that no one gets hurt. Like, was there this sense that the stakes in this are are pretty small, right? It's not like the kinds of massive s- stakes of the issues that we talk about in journalism or, you know, the way that we feel about the direction of the world and our country,
2: Exactly. The stakes are very low. And when they say no one gets hurt, I mean, they're telling a story in some cases of other people being hurt. (laughs) But in the course course of telling the story, no one is hurt. And I think that's one of the things I enjoy about it. It's just a low stakes drama that I can kind of jump in, engage on and forget about it until the next episode comes out next week.
4: <laughs> well, this listener wants to know um, a true crime podcast with a bit more analysis of the judicial system. Hmm. Is there something that someone could recommend along those lines for a listener who wants a true crime podcast with more analysis of the judicial system? Any ideas, Sky?
5: Well, there is a podcast that I've recently listened to called bone valley it's actually it's just finished its run Uh, you know so this is a podcast that is it looks at why a man is incarcerated who is clearly innocent and it does definitely look at why uh why the how the judicial system made mistakes in this one so i highly recommend it okay bone valley for you listeners sky pillsbury is author of the squeeze newsletter ronald
4: young jr audio producer and storyteller Uh, producer, owner of Oh, It's Big Ron Productions, Will Williams, CEO of Hug House Productions. They're all part of our panel of podcast critics and makers and podcast lovers. And we'll hear more about podcasts you loved after the break, listeners. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim.
0: Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.
4: You're listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. We're talking podcasts this hour.
3: Hi, and welcome to Normal Gossip. I'm Kelsey McKinney. In each episode of this podcast, we're going to bring you an anonymous morsel of gossip from the real world.
4: And that, of course, was from normal gossip, which was just mentioned before the break We're talking with Ronald Young, who was talking all about normal gossip and why he loves it. also Will Williams is with us and Sky Pillsbury, and you are listeners, sharing your recommendations for podcasts to listen to from the ones that you loved or were introduced to in twenty twenty two The Sistner writes, Slow Burn, Roe v. Wade is the best podcast of the year, hands down. It's about the lead up to the Roe v. Wade decision and could not be more timely and important. Host Susan Matthews talks to the women activists who fought for abortion, the people who clerked for Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackmun. And it's just, I could not recommend it more. Certainly a 2022 podcast that'll be synonymous with me. Um Roby Wade in 2022 Daniel writes this year, I've loved listening to what is California, produced and hosted by Sacramento-based journalist Stu Van Arsdale, featuring conversations with notable Californians about the Golden State. The conversations are enlightening, and I learned something new about this state's people, history, mythology, and ongoing challenges each episode. The show just announced an indefinite break, but there's thirty nine fantastic episodes that aren't going anywhere dive in. Thanks for that, Daniel. Let me go to
7: Jennifer next. Hi, Jennifer, in Oakland, you're on. Hi, I just wanted to share my family of four, we absolutely love Kid News. um, And that's N-U-Z. And we start the morning every day listening to Kid News. It's six minutes, it's five days a week, and we just say, Alexa, play Kid News. (laughs) And my nine-year-old son and 12-year-old daughter get caught up on all the happenings around the world, not just in our little neighborhood. Wow. And, and I guess
4: the, I bet the hosts are kids and they're about that age. Actually, no, the
7: hosts, <laughs> are, um, the hosts are award uh, winning journalists. Oh, shows what I who, know. <laughs> who decided that uh, there wasn't a ton of news, daily current event news for kids. Oh. And I have to say, when we don't tune in as a family, my husband and I will listen to it separately. I, uh, during the pandemic and beyond, the peak of the pandemic and beyond, we decided to turn off most news outlets because it was not only scaring our children, but it was scaring us. And I, I start my news search every day with Kid News as a 44-year-old. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I get it. I, it's also often, it's really thoughtfully distilled when you're thinking about how to present something to kids. So I can see how that would be a great way to get You get news. Thanks for that recommendation, Jennifer. Let me go to Carrie in San Jose. We've got our
1: lines full. Carrie, you're on. Hi. Um, I wanted to recommend Be Bold America with co host Jill Cody. And she talks about things related to democracy. It's a good progressive podcast. Um, She brought someone on to discuss the midterms and what the long-term impact of the midterms would be on climate issues. Mm. Um, she yeah. talks about all kinds of democracy-related issues. Yeah, and she's well, she- also the author of two good books, America Abandoned and Climate Abandoned.
4: Be bold. America, all right. Thanks so much, Carrie, for that recommendation. And you mentioned climate. We have actually a climate recommendation from Dahlia who writes, I lead a team at the Bay Area chapter of the Climate Reality Project. We launched a monthly podcast this year called Everyday Climate Champions, where we have inspiring conversations with our Bay Area neighbors, taking effective climate action in their homes, schools, workplaces, communities, and policy arenas. Listener Eric writes, I used to love the New York Times podcast, The Argument, when it was Ross Douthat on the right and Michelle Goldberg on the left, disagreeing in profound and personal but never angry ways. But since they left, I have not been able to find another space where that happens. Do any of your guests know a political show that has a reasonable right wing voice and also covers issues in depth, not superficially as most do? Hmm. Sky or Ronald or Will? A show with a right-wing guest where they're discussing things kind of along the line of what the argument was with Ross Douthat or Michelle Goldberg. Not sure, Sky, if you have something that jumps to mind from your newsletter.
5: I don't have, I, I probably, this probably isn't the best recommendation, but this is kind of the closest I can come, is I really enjoy the Bulwark podcast, which is a it's a podcast started by um Charlie Charlie Sykes who was who was a far right uh radio uh, uh radio host for years and years but he in the wake of Trump became a never trumper and he formed um this publication called The Bulwark and they have a number of podcasts and I'm a diehard democrat I will say but for me what I do enjoy about listening to that is that you're getting a point of view on various issues from people who I don't just feel like I'm hearing people yell into the same bubble that I'm that I'm often in. And I can hear their point of view and their context from the years that they were on the right, uh, sort of infused into the conversation in a way that I do find really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hope that that answers that question. Yeah.
4: Talk about your final recommendation. I I know ahead of the show, I asked all three of you to give three.
5: <laughs> so yeah. let's hear your third one. <laughs> sure. I am actually going to go with an interview show. And I love that you were talking about chat shows and Ronald was mentioning that he loves those. And I often feel like those kinds of shows where people are just talking, get kind of the short shrift on these, on these end of the year lists. But I, I, they give me a lot of joy and I really enjoy lately listening to on with Kara Swisher, Kara Swisher, excuse Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. Uh, She's had a number of shows, but I do feel like this latest version is her best. She's at the peak of her power. She she has so much access now, and she used to just cover technology for people who don't know. She covered it at the Wall Street Journal and 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 New York Times Opinion, but she has really branched out and she covers media, entertainment. Um, lots of things are going on in the current, uh, you know, on the on the new in the news, and she has the kind of power now where she can something happens and she can just call someone up, and you know, a, a day later, you've got her talking to. An expert in that particular on that particular piece of news the next day, which I think is just really great that she has that access. But another thing that I love about this show that she has not done in the past is her executive producer is Naima Raza, who is a force in her own right, uh, in- incredibly um, well versed in all things she's produced documentaries she's she's really great and they spend the first part of the show talking about the episode you're about to hear but also about the news of the week and for me hearing these two incredibly smart ambitious women, <laughs> I guess this is a theme of mine today, um, <laughs> talking with each other about the news is just a breath yeah. of fresh air. And, and Naima, I will say, by the way, she will disagree with Kara sometimes, which I also find refreshing because I think Kara is used to people uh, getting out of her way. <laughs> and so I think, I think it's a great, great, great relationship they have. Well, I feel like
4: your theme for 2022 is definitely uh, a 2022 vibe. But, um, well, Will Williams, tell us your final recommendation today. I think this is also along the fiction lines or no? Oh,
3: maybe not. No, it is. Yeah. Um, I have been loving Afflicted. This is a new serialized horror fiction podcast by Tanya Ransom. Uh, Tanya has done... Uh, Nightlight, which is a an anthology horror fiction show that is entirely written and uh, acted by members of the Black Diaspora. In Afflicted, this is Tanya Ransom's uh, first serialized project. It is about uh, a Texas town where uh, there are lots of goings on in hoodoo. And this pulls from like very educated, researched uh, depictions and discussions of hoodoo. So the pilot episode is maybe the best pilot episode I've heard for fiction in like several years. There is this very cinematic quality. The pacing is incredible. And you get to meet this town um, in Texas and this very close-knit community and how they are all affected when somebody gets a little over their head, we'll say, and uh, wakes something up that she absolutely should not have uh this is going to be a great one for fans of like american horror story of the mike flanagan netflix horror series it is so fun it is absolutely riveting and it is uh giving some great horror that is unlike anything i've heard in podcasting so far
4: wow do you feel like fiction podcasting is changing maturing in a way or
3: because you said it's something you haven't heard before Definitely. One of the things that I love about this year in fiction podcasting is we, it feels like we have really grown up as a medium. Um, I'm seeing a lot of more seasoned uh, producers go on to make bigger, better things. But something else I really love is I'm currently watching a generation of new fiction creators who were raised on audio fiction. So people who grew up listening to Welcome to Night Vale or The Bright Sessions or Wolf 359 are now coming onto the scene and making something of their own. And they're making these amazing stories that are so ambitious and new and exciting. It's really thrilling and uh, makes me incredibly sentimental.
4: (laughs) Well, Ronald, I don't know if you have a third um, or if Normal Gossip
2: was your third. I have a fourth. Oh, great. So I you know, one thing we didn't talk about was recap podcasts and the idea that, that there's actually a large market for those uh right now. You know, I I believe uh the new girl has a companion recap podcast. There's Office Ladies uh and uh um, there's one that i really enjoy because i am a huge fan of the bachelor which when i and when i say a huge fan i mean like i enjoy to hate watch that show but i watch it every week and i can tell you anything about the last 3 or 4 seasons so i think that makes me a fan and there's a show called <laughs> Game of Roses and Game of Roses is a great show because they view The Bachelor like a game. They look at it as an actual game. They go through and they say these are players making plays. You, the winner, wins a ring. You are competing to get a rose, and you're trying to get as many followers and boost your social media and give yourself just like a kind of a life boost to kind of live this Bachelor Universe life (laughs) in Bachelor Nation. So I really enjoy it because they're just very realistic about what the producers are doing, how the uh, how they affect the show, how the players affect one another. And overall, I just really enjoy because it it's so refreshing to hear that rather than hear kind of like very um, just dishonest assessments of people that are, air quote, falling in love. And in some cases, love does happen on the show. But for the most part, these are people playing a game. So I really enjoy listening to Game of Roses.
4: <laughs> Ronald Young Jr. is host of Leaving the Theater podcast, where he is podcast casting he is actually talking as soon as he finishes watching a film leaving the theater that time when we all start chatting about the movie we just saw also senior producer and owner of oh it's big ron studios will will williams the ceo of hug house productions and sky pillsbury is author of the squeeze newsletter which reports on the podcast industry we are hearing from you and this panel of podcast lovers about the podcasts of 2022 and you are listening to forum i'm mina kim let me go next to caller Janelle in Oakland. We're getting a lot of representation from Oakland today. Hi, Janelle.
5: <laughs>
8: You're on. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me on. This has been a great uh, show. So, I wanted to just uh, put it out there that uh, I am part of a podcast called The Butch Daily. And you guys are asking about what people's favorite podcasts are. And The Butch Daily has been around for coming up on two years, maybe a little over two years now. And that's Butch, as in Butch Lesbian. And it really was just a byproduct of us of me and a crew of butches sort of like talking about things that we thought were really important to us. And I'm saying it's my favorite podcast, not necessarily because of the product, but just doing the podcast, which I never thought I would do, has just led to a serious amount of per- profound personal growth. And it's taught me mm-hmm. far more than anyone could ever learn by listening to the podcast. Uh, But I do have a question for your podcast experts, if that's okay. Of course. So our crew who does the Butcher Daily, we have a lot in common. But one of the most um, interesting comments from one of our listeners was, we like what you're putting out there, but it would be nice to hear what you guys don't agree on. And so I've really been thinking about that. And there are some topics that we all don't see. There's four of us. We don't see it all the same way. But for some reason, I feel a little hesitant at times to put outright conflicts or argumentative concepts on the podcast. But it does seem to be a part of reality in nature. So what are your thoughts on that?
4: Janelle, thanks. You know, I'm going to go back to you, Ronald, on that because you were talking about chat podcasts, chat podcasts and why you love them. I know Sky was saying earlier that one of the things that she liked is the fact that Kara Swisher and her producer don't always agree. Is that something you like when you're listening to chat podcasts?
2: I mean, for me, above whether they agree or disagree, I think chemistry is the most important uh, mm-hmm. part of it. Because I think two people, like I, I often have a guest on my show. Her name is Nicole Hill, very talented creator, talented producer. And me and her, if you go back and listen to Leaving the Theater, the Top Gun Maverick episode, uh, and there's actually a few other episodes in there as well. We flat out don't agree on something and we talk it out. And if you listen to us, you couldn't tell that we were actually like in an argument. Well, I mean, it wasn't a flat out fight but it really me and we're just like saying our side and kind of coming to a consensus which naturally happens because me and Nicole have chemistry especially when we're talking on a show so i think making sure that everyone on your show is is able to vibe with one another and you know where everyone stands is kind of more important than necessarily saying that our, whether we agree or disagree and if the if the listener is listening to this podcast listening to the Butch Daily and they're saying hey it seems like y'all never disagree what they might actually be saying is it seems like there's not there's not much pushing each other there's not much like push and pull it sounds like y'all just kind of say yup and then we we move on to the next topic there should be some way in which uh, you're approaching it differently, you're bringing fresh voices, and that's stirring the pot again, ben, again and kind of adding some some friction in there. Uh, that's how I, I kind of look at it.
4: Mm. Well, Cam, that's such a great point. Cammy writes, I would love to know which food and cooking podcasts they think are best. Hmm. Will, you got any thoughts on that one?
3: I do. I really love home cooking with Samin Nosrat and oh, Rishikesh yes. Uh Samin Nosrat obviously being like one of the, I think, more prominent uh well-known cooks of the last couple of years with Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Um, And Rishi K. Sherway is another podcasting great. He does Song Exploder, which is one of my absolute favorite music podcasts. I think it's honestly just a masterclass in a well-produced nonfiction podcast. Uh, It was also adapted into a Netflix series. The two just have this really great chemistry. It's very nice. It's very sweet. They're really funny. And they are so just loaded with knowledge about cooking. Um, It's really great, worth checking out, Home Cooking um, with Samin Nasrat and Rishi Keish Herway.
4: Love that. Thank you. All right, Fran writes, there's a wonderful podcast, Not Born Yesterday, sponsored by Next Village SF, that does programs on things like Finding Purpose After Retirement, parenting adult parents, senior travel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Thanks for that recommendation, Fran. Noelle tweets seriously wrong is a utopian comedy podcast which makes socialism fun. They also do serious interviews about socialist topics. Also, Solar is a science fiction drama limited series that was well done. Another listener writes, "Now that you ask, surprising answers to life's persistent questions by Akasha Halsey, delightful and insightful commentary, reflections and musings on topics from the mundane to the profound. Well, I certainly think we had some delightful and insightful
5: commentary today from Sky Pillsbury. Thanks so much, Skye. This was such fun. Thank you so much for having me. And it was great to be here with Will and Ronald too. Skye Pillsbury of the Squeeze newsletter. Ronald, also so glad to have you.
2: Thank you for having me. Uh, Sky and Will are now my two best <laughs> friends. So glad to have <laughs> made them here on this show.
4: And check out Leaving the Theater podcast. Also, Will Williams, CEO of Hug House Productions. Love having you on,
3: Will. Love to be here. Love to make. Two new besties. It's great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I That's love fun. our forum team. This episode was produced by Caroline Smith. Forum is also produced by Grace Wan. Marlena Jackson-Rotondo is our engagement producer. Susie Britton is our lead producer. Our senior producer is Susan Davis. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett. With help this week from Christopher Beale. Our interns are Lulu Ralda and Paul c Kelly Campos. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin-Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. You have been listening to Forum. Thank you, listeners, for being our listeners. Have a great weekend. I'm Mina Kim.
0: Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.